Boom! What's up, everybody? Coach Corey here. Together we'll do it better. Welcome to the Unlimited Life Academy's podcast. The Unlimited Lifer, where you're going to learn to live your life unlimited through personal development and entrepreneurship. I'm Coach Corey, and together we'll do it better. All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Unlimited Lifer podcast. I'm Coach Corey. Together we'll do a better. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the entrepreneurial endeavors, right? So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure to go and check that one out where I talk about my uh, pencil slinging back when I was in fourth grade. It was a really cool little story of uh, the beginning of my entrepreneur uh, endeavor, right? My entrepreneur journey. So in this episode, though, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about some other things that I've done in the past, kind of branching off from there, like the different things that I've been trying over the years. Uh, so this is going to be several part series. Um, but in this video, I'm just going to kind of share some more things that I was doing back when I was in middle school, up until high school, probably. And then uh, we'll continue on in another episode uh, going forward from there. But, you know, after that first little endeavor of selling pencils at school, it was like it kind of put this... I don't know what you call it, right? Like this little mindset, you know, really just built my mindset of being an entrepreneur, of wanting to find different ways of, of making money, different ways of buying and selling stuff. And to be honest, I think it really stemmed from from my dad, you know, my dad really, because he was always kind of an entrepreneur. He was really into antiquing. Um, my mom was as well. She was more of a collector. My dad was like a buyer and seller, right? So he always enjoyed going to flea markets and stuff on the weekend and, you know, buying stuff, selling stuff. First, it was just like buying stuff from the flea market, turning around and selling it. And then ultimately he was buying stuff from garage sales, all that kind of stuff and creating his own little booth or whatever at different, at different flea markets and stuff. Right. So growing up with a father that was doing something like that to where it was like all of his free time was going into his side hustle. Right. So we call it side hustles nowadays. But it's really just running a, a part-time business while you're working a full-time job, right? My dad was in the military for 23 years. So while he was in the military, you know, he worked a lot. And then on his time off, on the weekends and stuff, he did his antiquing. He did his his hustle. He would go and buy and sell stuff. So I think that's really kind of where I got my entrepreneur spirit from, was from him. And um, which was, you know, kind of a cool thing, but kind of not at the same time, you know. Like, unfortunately, I'll say that, you know, I never had... A really good relationship with my dad because of the fact that every time he had free time that he could spend with me and my my siblings he would rather do his side hustle you know which now that i'm a grown man and i understand the feeling of the side hustle like i totally understand where he was coming from but at the same time you know looking back as a kid i felt like my dad was more of a boss than a, a father right i didn't get to uh <laughs> didn't get to have a lot of fun with him but now, looking back, like I said, I did learn a lot of great lessons from him. Um, learned a lot about a lot of things, right? Because he was into a lot of different things when it came to antiquing. I mean, I can uh, I can recane a chair, right? So, like, underwater basket weaving kind of stuff. And I would have never learned how to do that if it wasn't for my dad doing it and having me help him do it, right? So, with that being said, though, you know, the entrepreneur spirit, lives inside me and i probably got it from my dad and uh, i'm trying to make sure i don't make the same mistakes that he did when it comes to spending time with my you know with my kids as of right now i have a three-year-old daughter and a one and a half year old son so i try to spend as much time as with, with them as i can um, doing things that they like right like i think that's super important um, i can still do my side hustles while they 
while they do their thing, but we can spend some good quality time together. So with that being said, in the last episode, I was talking about starting off my entrepreneurial journey with selling pencils, right? Which was a really cool little gig. It lasted a few weeks. And then I left off talking about how I transitioned or pivoted into selling blow pops. So the suckers with, with the chewing gum inside of them, right? And that gig lasted for years, like all the way up through middle school, all the way up until I got into high school. Because once I got into high school, we had an actual like company store is what they call it, or school store, right? Where they sold candy and stuff like that. And they taught kids how to, how to run a business, which was basically a candy store. So at that point, I couldn't compete with the competition, right? They obviously, they had a lot more choices and people would rather go in there because they can hang out with their friends. And it wasn't like, hey, come meet Corey at his locker and buy suckers from him, right? So that was what kind of ended the blow pop era, right? My blow pop sucker era. But uh, in between there, you know, I remember just doing all kinds of different things. At one point, you know, this is when I was in uh, probably middle school, one of my neighbors on the road. Uh, needed like a rock wall built in their yard, right? They were trying to make like a retaining wall. And here I am, like I said, maybe 13, 14 years old or something. And I ended up working for them for like five bucks an hour, super hard, hard work, um, moving rocks. Basically, they, you know, had a big load of rocks dumped in the driveway and I was wheelbarrowing them to their backyard and stacking them up and, and kind of building this little retaining wall. Nothing like super professional. Didn't need like concrete or anything like that to hold it together but just stacking the rocks nice and neatly on the side of a hill, basically, uh, just so it would make it look better. So that was one of my endeavors that looked, you know, was horrible, right? That was like super hard work, super laborious, um, labor intensive and very little pay. Like, I mean, the amount of money that I was making selling blow pops was basically more than what I was getting paid to do manual labor, you know? And that kind of taught me the lesson that, you know, you got to work smart and not hard, right? And there's nothing wrong with working hard and having a laborious work. I mean, I ended up being a mechanic for 20 some years of my life, uh, which I'll talk about you know, more in other episodes, but I love being a hard worker. Don't get me wrong. But when you can do something that doesn't require as much work and you can get paid just as much, if not more, then why not try to do something else, right? So I did that job. That was one of my little endeavors. Um, and then another person right across the street. So this is what happens, right? Like when you start build, building a business, like it, it doesn't matter if you're a kid or a grown up. What will happen is once you start kind of putting yourself out there, more and more people will start knowing who you are, period. Right. Through word of mouth or whatever. And that's kind of what happened with this little laborist gig was, you know, I started with one house building uh, the rock wall kind of thing. And then they started talking to the neighbors. And next thing you know, I was doing a bunch of different jobs for different people that were all on my street. So um, that was really important because I didn't have a car at the time. So I needed work that I could walk to or ride my bike to. And uh, I lived kind of out in the country at the time. So anything that was closer to me was obviously much easier for me to do. So anyway, the neighbor across the street had a horse, had a whole bunch of horses. And uh, obviously with horses, you need somebody that's going to clean the stables and all that kind of stuff. So I ended up uh, taking on a job with doing that, right? So shoveling horse shit, which, <laughs> which sucked. It stunk. And again, it was laborers work. Same kind of thing. I wasn't getting paid a lot. You know, five bucks an hour back then, though, was actually, you know, pretty decent wage. I think minimum wage was like seven something an hour anyway. So... Uh, by the time you take out taxes and stuff, I probably would have been making minimum wage, which wasn't too bad. Again, being you know a younger adult, being a teenager, 
and not having like a real job, you know, still making some pretty decent money. So I didn't mind doing it. I liked horses. I like, I like, like I said, I like doing physical labor, but at the same time, it definitely wasn't something that I was like, Oh, I'm going to make a career out of this. Right. Uh, nobody, nobody wants to make a career out of shoveling shit. I don't think so. Anyway, so that was kind of like another little endeavor that I did. And uh, again, I was always kind of looking for things that I could do that can make me a little extra money that I, uh, whatever. And then when the phone rang, I'd, I'd answer it. Right. So pretty cool little thing. And then I actually got my first you know, job, like a real job where I had to fill out an application and stuff working for a working for a gun club right so they used to do sporting clays and on the weekends and then wednesday nights i think was the other i think it was like wednesday nights and on the weekends i would work and i would pull um sporting clay so basically if you ever seen you know people that shoot ski or shoot trap you know the little orange targets fly out from underneath the ground or on the sides and then the, the shooter shoot them well sporting clays you would actually take the the shooters through the woods and there's a bunch of different stations so the pigeons or the clay pigeons, the orange discs, right, are flying through the woods. And I would be the one that was inside the little box that would load the machine and then, you know, pull it and throw them out there so that the shooters could shoot them. And uh, it's pretty cool. There's, you know, I think, I don't know how many stations there were, but um, basically you just go from one station to the next, almost like golf to where it's like, you know, you go to a different hole. And I would be the person, like I said, that would just sit there. I'd, I'd kind of be their tour guide. I'd be, uh, you know, shooting the breeze with them as we were walking from station to station. And uh, again, I think that's one of the probably one of the most important skills that you need is, you know, communication, right? Like you need to be willing to open your mouth and talk to people. So I was always talking to these people um, that were shooting throughout the day as I took them on this little course of, of shooting clays and stuff. So that was actually a really cool job. It was interesting. It was cool because you're kind of out in the in the woods and you're going from station to station, like I said. But at the same time, some of the guys were just like really weirdos, right? To be honest, um, and then some guys were really cool. Some guys you can tell were kind of amateurs. Like I remember sitting inside of the little box. You're inside like a a wood box, basically with a machine in front of you. The shooters are off to one side or the other, and you know as soon as they yell pull, you gotta pull. You know you pull like a little mechanism, and the the arm would fling around to throw the thing out. Well, the shooter is supposed to wait until you know the the clay pigeon is out in front of them, and then they would shoot. Sometimes though, I mean I've had people like as soon as I pulled, they would shoot, and like they were literally shooting at me. That's why we were sitting inside of a box but we would have pellets from the shotguns bouncing off of the walls inside of, inside of the thing. So it was kind of scary at times too, because like, here we are, you know, in the woods, these guys have loaded weapons and they're literally shooting at me. But nonetheless, it was a really cool little gig because uh, again, you know, I like to be out in nature. I like the, the kind of guys that were, that were coming to shoot and stuff, but it was also um, a, a good way to make a little bit of money. And, you know, I got some pretty decent tips sometimes, you know, when I had the right shooters that kind of came through, it was only on the weekends, right? So usually it was like early in the morning, just like golf. You know, people would get there pretty early. And then usually around noon or so, it'd be dead and everybody kind of go home. So it was just a really cool way for us to uh, to make some money and um, have some good experiences. But that was uh, definitely an interesting thing. Got a whole bunch of other stories that I want to share with you guys. But I know that this uh, episode's getting a little bit longer, you know, so I wanted to just cut it off right here. But again, I'd love to hear from you guys, um, kind of some of your entrepreneurial journeys and stuff. So if you ever want to just reach out to me, let me hear some of your experiences because I know that a lot of us on this entrepreneurial journey, like 
a lot of us aren't new to it, right? A lot of us have been doing different things over the over the course of the years, and I'd love to hear some of the things that you guys have done. So feel free to reach out. And in the meantime, guys, if you are ready to become an Unlimited Life or join the Unlimited Life Academy, make sure that you get signed up to the link in the description. It's a great program. We're going to help you guys learn affiliate marketing so you have a good basis of marketing skills. Then we're going to teach you how to create your own product or service, and then we'll ultimately help you launch that to the world so that you can be successful much more faster than anybody else uh, when it comes to online entrepreneurship so you can do that to the link in the bio or in the description and uh, until next time my friends i'm coach Corey, and together we'll do it better well that's going to do it for today's episode of the unlimited lifer if you liked what you heard make sure to subscribe like and share this with your friends check out the show notes for more information on today's episode and if you're ready to live your life unlimited to become an unlimited life for yourself Make sure to join to the link in the bio and we will see you guys in the next episode. I'm Coach Corey and together we'll do it better.